today on the TMZ Podcast. Welcome to the TMZ Podcast. Uh, Derek and Eric here. Did you forget <laughs> Sorry, your name there for a second? I actually forgot <laughs> who I was and who you were. <laughs> uh, but uh, welcome to this podcast. Uh, let's jump right in and talk about the Lemon Saga, which has now come to a, <laughs> let's say, a soft conclusion where well, he will come back. Sort of. It doesn't seem like it's over yet. Exactly. Yeah. Let's catch everyone up. So Don Lemon made the the comments on the air about Nikki Haley not being in her, quote, prime. Uh, that went over like a lead balloon. That women in general are not in their prime. Now, he was trying to say that they it is, it's the perception that women over... 40 or not in their prime. I'm frankly not sure what the hell he was trying to say or how he was yeah. trying to say it because he kept saying Google it and maybe there's it a didn't sense go over of well. sexual prime that he was conflating with presidential prime. I don't know, but his defense of it, his apology, all of them went over terribly. Yes. Talked to the staff. They said it was all about him and he was name dropping and talking about his mother and sister. That didn't go over well. Took a couple days off where he was in Miami, sort of living it up over yeah. President's Day weekend. But now we've learned uh, Chris Licht, who's the head of uh, head of the programming there, uh, has had a meeting with him and said he had a frank and meaningful conversation with Don, who has agreed to participate in formal training and continue to listen and learn. We take this situation seriously, but he's adopting a sort of I want to let Don learn from this rather than I want to just kick Don off this Which, off CNN, who, who, where he's been for 17 years. It's funny. Like, and he's like, you know, canceled days that like. They say yeah, they want to give Don the opportunity to to learn and grow from his mistakes. It's yes. like a euphemism for, we know he did it, but it's not so bad we're going to fire him. Yes. And they're not going to fire him. He's coming back. I'm going to I'm gonna put out here that I'll take Chris Licht at his word uh, that he wants Don to learn from this. And this is actually an instance where I think someone can learn. Because I think the, com- yeah. the, the comment came from a place of ignorance and not... Uh, malevolence. I've been saying this over and over again. I don't think he was saying it in a mean spirit to say women are less than men or women age out and then they get ugly after 40. I don't think that's what yeah. Don Lemon was saying. He was actually trying to defend uh, well, he was trying to make Joe it, Biden it, not taking a competency test yeah. by saying, hey, Nikki Haley, let's not talk about uh, people who are too old. It was ham-handed. It was ignorant. Yeah, it was, it was, it was basically just a way to make an attack at Nikki Haley. That's right. Which and there Don are Lemon's ways. not a fan of hers. <laughs> and that's fine. And there's lots of ways to go after Nikki Haley. Yeah. I mean, her. you could say she's inexperienced in the political realm. You could say that she's un- unfit in other ways. But you can't talk about her prime. And 51 yeah. is a is actually the prime age to be president. It's actually probably the most appropriate age yeah, to be president. Better than 75 or 80. So it was sort of ridiculous. Do you look the types of training? He, and he wasn't specific. Chris Licht wasn't specific about the type of formal training that Don will take. I think he needs sort of like real maybe um, sensitivity training, something of the of that maybe. nature. Um, I'm, you know, we're all a bit cynical about but whether those things work. Do you uh, think he thinks he needs it? That's the key. Is he actually open to it or he's like, I know I have to be slapped on the wrist here just to get back on because the Because is, is it more of an idea of like, oh, I have some like mild sexist thoughts that need to be corrected or does he think, oh, I just I clumsily tried to make a point. That's right. That doesn't really, it's not like, it wasn't like he was saying like, old women are useless. Like that, that right. it wasn't that aggressively sexist. It was, he was trying to make some sort of Nikki Haley be careful because people perceive Women over forty. As I, it, I mean, you're doing backbends to sort of. No, not like, because I'm not trying to like necessarily defend what he's saying. No, not but, at all. But, but it's. I, I'm not sure I entirely exactly like I said like we don't always exactly get his point. That's right. But it wasn't like he was coming out and just saying some like super aggressive like old women are useless. That's right. No, he wasn't trying. It wasn't to like be his a, belief he was trying to assert. 
Yeah, look, Don, Don Lemon is 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 quite liberal. He's reflexively liberal, and he heard he, he doesn't like Nikki Haley, who is right. who is conservative and a Republican running on the Republican ticket, and so he sort of wanted to make a point against her, and it was the wrong one to make. Yes. I, I don't know how to like sort of like yeah. square it any more than that. Uh, it was wrong. He, the way he he apologized at first though was he used the word inartful and that really stuck with Lauren out out there she's told yeah. me about it several times and actually the more I think about it it's really stuck with me because the comment was not inartful inartful means that you package the comment incorrectly but the substance of it is true and right. you're saying don't let the the packaging uh, detract from the true meaning of what I said this was not inartful this was wrong this was just wrong the, I, and ignorant because I think he still thinks his point was valid Yes. And that's maybe going to be the issue of contention with him and his female co-host. Yes. Who, which, you know, we're hearing that he's very unhappy at CNN anyway. Yeah. So even if he comes back, how long will he stay? Yeah, I heard that message, and this is how I read it. Like, the, the sources close to Don are saying he's unhappy there. I think this is going to end in divorce. I, I really yeah. do, because <laughs> I think he's lost the staff. You can't work in an environment where the staff actually just doesn't like you, uh, fundamentally. Right. It sounded like the insiders were saying, after his apology, he's really lost them. And they're not open to him sort of learning from this. They just sort of don't like him at this point. And it's just hard to run a, a, a healthy news show uh, right. in that kind of environment. And Don signaling from, I guess, his insiders that he's not that happy at CNN. He's already sort of looking for greener pastures, maybe. Well, maybe and, this ends. And remember, he was he had his own primetime show where yes. he was the lead. And now he's a co-host on the like 3 a.m. morning show. Yeah. How do you how do you factor that dynamic where he was alone sitting there spewing his his views uh, to an audience, uh, right. you know, the, the viewing audience versus sitting on a panel where some of the things he says get called out right live? Yeah. You know, Which, yeah. You, you wonder it's if, very different. If, if he if this was on his own show mm -hmm. and he was talking about Nikki Haley, there would have been no immediate pushback. There you could tweets. see. Yeah. You could have seen like on the morning show. As soon as he said it, his co-hosts were just like, what are you saying? Whoa. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. But if he's on his own, there's there's no there's nothing to push back to him. I think that's right. I mean, if he would have said this kind of comment in the counterfactual of him saying it on his own show, there might have been some nasty tweets and the next day he might have processed it and made some sort of comment right. about I misspoke. But live to see him sort of try to uh, sort of figure this out and navigate like the misstep was hard to watch because yeah. he wasn't very good at it. He kept saying, Google well, it. Like, yeah. Don't kill the messenger. We're the not killing too. the messenger. We're killing the point. Yeah, yeah. But like I said, if you say it on your own and then like, people tweet about it, then you can prepare a response. But in the moment, on the fly, when people are calling you out, and he tried to explain what he was saying. It just made it worse. It made it much, much worse. It was, right. it was, it was digging your way out of a hole and just getting deeper <laughs> and going deeper. Going the wrong way. And then the apology got a little deeper with an artful. Yeah. And then the next day, he got on the CNN staff call and got even deeper by bringing up his mother and sister and that he's an advocate right. for women. There probably once he said it, I, I'm not sure everyone was so generous as to be open to an apology. I mean, unless he would have come on there and said, "Wow, what a dummy I am." Right. Uh, you know, total apology. I don't think there were words that he could have said that would have made everyone happy. So I'm, I'm, I'm mindful of that as well. I don't want to pile on too much on Don Lemon. But my problem with him coming back on Wednesday is a little bit of the TJ and Amy problem, obviously a very different situation, but that it's now a distraction for the program. Right. And I don't see it healthily moving forward. And I also don't see Don Lemon, unless he's really open to learning from the experience, not stepping <laughs> in it again. I think he's <laughs> such a knee-jerk sort of thinker, and he's been doing that for 17 years, and that's been good for him, and he's built his name. I'm not sure he can sort of, he's kind of an old dog. I'm not sure he can learn right. a totally Oh, he's past his trick. prime, you're saying. Is that what you're saying? He's <laughs> a little, little bit past, past his prime, his prime in, you know, but in the it is, news game. It is bad timing, all this for him, because remember just, what, like, Two or three weeks ago, there yep. were stories coming out that staffers were unhappy, that they didn't like working with him, that it was a like you know contentious environment for yes. them. 
And he sort of played that off as, nah, that's not true. We all get along. Right. And then and now this. right after that, this happens. And you could see the looks on the co-host's faces like, no, we and, don't like this. And the final point I'll make, and we should end on this, is ratings are all that really matter yep. for these shows. And the ratings are in the toilet. So if someone is controversial, but like undeniable to the to the viewing audience i take someone like a like a sean hannity or people yeah. like that they make controversial comments all the time but they're but that's their audience like like that's t- their like, audience that's the thing like tucker carlson says things tucker way worse carlson. than this all the time but that's his audience and it gets him ratings so he there's no pushback right. other than you know obviously lots of people don't like him that's right but that's that's the thing it's the love or hate thing don lemon people who don't like him aren't going to watch him that's right and That's then the right. people who do like him might be put off by this and also not watch. So where is the safety net? Who's going to save Don Lemon when you look at he's not even making us money and he's bringing all these distractions? Right. It just looks like this is careening towards a conclusion where maybe it's good for Don Lemon to, to get a fresh start somewhere else and sort of revamp his image. I'm not sure it's worked for uh, Chris Cuomo all that well. No. He's tried that and he had a sort of nasty exit from, from CNN as well under very different circumstances yeah. than Don Lemon. He didn't sort of step well, in it on the we air. We said in but, the newsroom, like, Field reporting. That's where we love seeing Don Lemon when he's out. He out, was loved. Yeah, when he's out with in the field. With his Gucci scarves. With his, his Gucci scarves, he yeah. He had a knack for it. He's very <laughs> compelling. He's still like a very charismatic guy. But this morning show, I don't think, uh, goes anywhere. What's up, everyone? It's Nick Wright, and I got something exciting to talk to you about today. Angie, your ultimate destination for getting all your jobs done well. Now, Angie isn't just your average home services marketplace. It's a game changer with over 150 million homeowners served and a network of over 200,000 skilled pros. Angie has experience and expertise to tackle any project with ease. Whether you're looking to spruce up your backyard or undergo a major home renovation, Angie's got your back and their pros are locally based often running small businesses right in your community. And here's the best part. Angie makes the process seamless. From researching and comparing pros to scheduling services at your convenience, Angie's user-friendly platform puts you in control. So why settle for anything less than perfection when it comes to your home? With Angie, you can trust every project will be completed with the utmost care and professionalism. So get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today to discover why homeowners across the nation are turning to Angie to get all their jobs done well. Let's move on to... Um well, this is this is interesting. So it's not an apology this time. It's the opposite of an apology. <laughs> and there was sort of an opportunity and opening for J.K. Rowling, obviously the very famous author of the Harry Potter series. Uh, there was an issue with a, a game that's come out. She's not involved with the game, but there's a new Harry Potter game. And one of the characters on the game, it's sort of a, a, a bartender. Is speaking with uh, it's a it's a trans woman, oh. which also, but that's pointless to J.K. Rowling because she has nothing to do with the game. She has nothing so to she do with the game. gets no credit for putting a trans character in. That's right, but it got but. people thinking again about how outspoken she's been about these issues and whether she has tarnished her legacy uh, being so outspoken on these issues and being somewhat polarizing. Here's what she had to say about it on a podcast. I never set out to upset anyone. However, I was not uncomfortable with getting off my pedestal, and. What has interested me over the last 10 years, and certainly in the last few years, the last two, three years, particularly on social media, you've ruined your legacy. Oh, you could have been beloved forever, but you chose to say this. 
And I think you could not have misunderstood me more profoundly. I do not walk around my house thinking about my legacy. You know, my, I, what a pompous way to live your life walking around thinking, what will my legacy be? Whatever, I'll be dead. I care about now. I care about the living. So look, well, she's she, right about that. She's not mincing words. What a what a great British accent too. Well, Everything but, just sounds more erudite when, when yeah. it comes from a British accent. So she's saying, look, I, I don't care about that legacy and being. So I, I think she's saying being well liked uh, with respect to everything I say. I think people assume that children's books, the authors of children's books, care about that because historically you have Judy Bloom, you have Beverly right. Cleary. These are beloved figures who are she's, embraced she's, warmly by everyone. But in a cultural sense, she's transcended Judy Bloom and Beverly Cleary. By far. And there are lots of problematic authors. Yeah. They're, I mean, you know, Walt Disney's got his, his problems, but that doesn't affect Disney's brand at all. That's right. And she is right in that, I mean, one, she'll be dead, so it won't really matter to her. <laughs> uh, but Harry Potter, I think, will always continue. Yes. And then it'll, I could see it being one of those things like a century from now, people will still love Harry Potter, kids will still read it, and somebody, somebody will be like, oh, weird fact about the author. Yes. <laughs> like, I think it's interesting that she has come out so strongly on this issue. Because it's a weird hill to die on. It's a weird hill to die on, particularly when you're the author of Harry Potter. My daughter just read all the books, so I'm intimately familiar with the themes in it. And it's, it's you know... Harry Potter is a bit of an outsider, you know. He's he's uh, not the toughest kid in school. He just right. happens to be special in well, this one way. Well, there was a lot of inclusion in that series, which exactly. is why people are like, "One, why do you have such an issue with with trans women, and why are you making it such a cause?" Yes, the book's largely about inclusivity. Yeah, and, and for her to sort of, she's been labeled a turf, which is a trans exclusionary radical feminist. Basically, right. her view is that feminism and transgenderism are somewhat incompatible, and she's seen as, well, she, as the, sort of the basic excluding. thing is like trans women are not women. Essentially, and, and there was a, a tweet. This all started uh, five years ago. There was a tweet about trans women being just men in dresses. Yeah, and she liked that, and she's doubled and tripled and quadrupled down on that view over the years. And obviously a lot of the people who love Harry Potter don't feel that way. That's right. And, and she's was, actually was, lost some of the... Remember, the kids who played the roles in the movie are, you know... I don't, don't want to yeah, use the term, they, but they're young. They grew up in a world where this is much more uh, tolerated. Well, they've denounced her. A lot of them. And a lot of a them good have chunk her. of them have, yeah. Um, so she hasn't taken on this sort of grandmotherly or maternal role, even with respect to the, the kids who you would think might be able to influence her in some way. They haven't. She has her views, and she's right. saying she's very comfortable with uh, being polarizing in this respect. She says, I don't walk around my house worrying about my right. legacy and being on a pedestal. And, you know, she had pretty modest beginnings. When she wrote this book, I think she was like a single mother who went to right. a coffee shop famously and like, you know, typed Which away. Which is partly why people loved her so much. It seemed like this yes. like success story. Grounded. This, Yeah. And she doesn't care. She doesn't care. Um, she already got the money. I, you know, yeah, look, and I don't think it's hurting Harry Potter's legacy. No. If, even if it well, hurts her because that book and the series stand alone, you know, the themes are what they well, are. She released the art into the world and people love it. That's, that's what I'm it. saying. It's, it's you know, that separate the art from the artist kind of yes. thing. The, the, there's a difference between her legacy mm -hmm. and Harry Potter's legacy. Mm -hmm. I think the legacy of Harry Potter is set and fine and will probably can live past all of us. Yes. Her, she, people will maybe know she's the author of it, but years and years and years from now, Twitter beefs and things will probably be largely forgotten. I think that's right. I think that's right. And I also think it's okay that she... Here's what I'll say. I, I don't agree with all her views on, on this Oh, issue, I don't either. But I think it's okay that she has her own persona separate and apart from her work. And I, I, I don't agree with it, but, 
she's comfortable with it. It's it's her purview. Um, you know, people have tried to convince her otherwise, but the fact that she it's, wrote Harry Potter, I, I separate the two different in different my situations. Mind. But it's kind of the thing like with Chris Brown that we've talked about recently. Yep. Like lots of people don't like him, but they'll still listen to his music. Sure. And it's that I guess that separating the art from the artist thing, and there's that tipping point. And you know, like like R. Kelly was a thing where it tipped too far and. When he went, he took the music with him. Pe- yes. A lot of people are like, I can't even listen to this anymore. Yes. This, uh, even people who don't like J.K. Rowling, are they boycotting Harry Potter? I want to pause a little bit. Is there is there a way we can sort of like, so you bring up R. Kelly. His art itself, and, and you can say this to some extent about Woody Allen as well, their yeah. art is infected by the worldview that we it find reflects. now pernicious. Yeah. You know, like Aaliyah's album under R. Kelly was called Age is Just a Number. Age like, ain't nothing but a number. Age ain't nothing but a number, <laughs> sorry. Uh, so he was sort of, it reminds you display. of it. It reminds yeah. Reading you of Harry it. Potter doesn't make, doesn't you, make think you think of, of her it. being anti-trans. That's right. And when you watch a Woody Allen movie, you can't help but think Manhattan is all about a middle-aged guy leering after a very young girl. Like yeah. that—that's—that's that's what the movie is about. Right. So those those tendencies are on such display. I think it's sort of different with um, someone like J.K. Rowling, someone even like Harvey Weinstein. I'll be honest, he's a monster. But you don't watch Shakespeare in Love and think of his monstrous behavior. Right. You just see a, a movie. It has nothing to do with his persona and his misdeeds. Yeah. Um, nevertheless, so I don't think you need to like unless the art is sort of intermingled with the nastiness, um, you can better separate them in your mind. And People and, do and, it with and, Michael Jackson and as well. to her point, like, what if they do that in decades from now? She'll be dead, so she won't hear about right. it, won't know about it, won't care. And as of right now, she's made, what, billions? She's going to be okay. Uh, the, the house she's talking about walking around not caring, I'm sure, is very, very yeah, large. She's unaffected. She's very comfortable. And, and to be fair... You know, this is a very polarizing view, but she's not universally maligned. There are people no. on this side of the issue. She's not Hitler. She's not someone who is like absolutely revived. Which is she's someone again, who it's, divides it's so the odd world. though that so many people who are so with her, like anti-trans, a lot of those are probably the same people that wanted to boycott Harry Potter because it was witchcraft. That's right. That's so right. I don't. So it's, now you it's have these a bizarre bedfellows, right? I don't know. Um, so we'll have to see where this goes. But it's it's interesting to finally hear she has been she tweets about it, but you've never heard her try to sort of. Uh, discuss how the nas- the, the, well, the sort of the backlash has affected her, and now we know it's a little. She but, uh, it's, it's funny to me; it's a little like villainy, Marie Antoinette-ish. Mm-hmm. Like I Let made me cake. Yeah, I've had I've got a good life because it sounds doesn't sincere. matter to me. This doesn't sound defensive. This doesn't, no. doesn't sound like I'm deeply wounded, but I'll soldier on. She's just like I don't really care. I I'm don't in care. My house, I don't think about it. So yeah. that's where she stands. I don't think she's changing these views anytime soon. Um, although you know, I give it I give it a chance. Like you know, sometimes people over the arc of their life. Their views moderate and modify. Ronald Reagan very famously, once Rock Hudson was diagnosed yeah. with, with AIDS, well, we'll he sort of changed his views a little bit. So I don't see her something. changing her views, but I don't see it right now. No. So we'll see. That'll do it for us. Uh, we'll see you next time.